Welcome, everyone, to another week with your hosts, Mordechai Weinberger and Harav Nissen. It is a pleasure and an honor to be with you. And usual, the number to call up to ask your question is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And we have a request that, actually three requests. Number one, to be aware that once you ask your question, it's a public forum, and your question will not be able to be removed. And the other two points are to be aware that there are children over the age of eight listening, so please make sure that it's family appropriate for that age, as well as we don't take parenting questions under the age of eight because it's usually a how-to skill. So we try to create awareness through this, through this program and to get an idea as to what's happening. So there could be different methods to help. There could be deeper issues. And that's our main focus of the program. And somehow we are getting tremendous feedback that the awareness is not just doing awareness, but it's actually making changes. And there are major action and movements changing. So I thank Hashem for that schuss. I am now would like to announce to everyone that Merit Hashem, we're going to be doing the annual parenting workshop that people are excited about. And Merit Hashem will be going for six weeks. It's going to be starting on May 9th in about two weeks. So it's going to be Tuesdays, and we're going to skip one week of Shavuos. So it's going to be May. It's going to be for six weeks. And for more information, call two zero one six nine one seven six two six. 201-691-7626. And again, just for everyone to know that the main focus that we do in this parenting work- workshop is a getting it within yourself. means as we hear in all our questions and answers that we do in all the programs, when you, the parent, are in the controlling seat, you're the parent, you're assertive, you're clear, you're aware, you have the tools, you know how to get bedtime to happen, it happens. All of a sudden, the fights disappear. Things are easier. We usually teach us about the kids of ages of, let's say, three and up or even four and up. But we've had people say that it worked on their kids two years old. Why? Because when you, the parent, are clear, you're going to be able to have kids get along one with another. Now it's getting summertime where everyone can be waking, coming in from the house, from playing outside on time, still doing the homework, behaving, caring, taking off from the table, learning, exercise. Being, speaking with Kavadik, all that is a simple process with Siyata Deshmaya we're going to be able to create in this workshop. And most importantly, we don't just focus on behavior, we also focus on the inner happiness, strength, how to help your kids build a self-esteem, be happy within themselves. But most importantly, the change and the shift happens is that information that changes within you. You feel invigorated, you feel alive, and the house is now running the way you would like it to be run. So again, the number is 201-691-7626, 201-691-7626. Emirates from the workshop is going to be Tuesday evenings, May 9th, May 16th, May 23rd, and then June 6th, June 13th, and June 20th. And for those that sign up in the first week, we'll have a cheaper price, and those that sign up after the last week will have a different price, a drop more. Again, looking forward, and thank you all for showing the huge interest telling everyone and sharing, especially with us, the changes that you've had. And now we are going to our program. So the number to call one more time is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And Rev. Nissen, we are going to take our first caller together. Mr. G, you're on with Mordechai and Rev. Nissen. 
Hello, Ramotchai. Yes, hello. Shalom Avrocha. Shalom Avrocha. First, I want to thank you for all the tips and the eights and all the chizik that I got for all your shmuitin. Thank you. And I want to give you a brachas koyen. Oh. Amen. Amen. Now, I have one question that has two parts. Okay. I'm a younger man. I'm over 30 years old. I have a happy family. I have one small, wow. let's call it a small problem. Um, my, my father is a big Talmud Chochem, a Yerushalayim, a Marbet Stoyde. He is a rabbi in a yeshiva ketane. And me and my brothers feel that somehow he's treating us like young Bochum. Yeah. That's sometimes direct, and sometimes it's also between the lines. We get feel we get the message that we're getting treated like young Bukharim. That's part mm-hmm. the, part one. Okay. Part two is maybe a, a hamshik of this that we are a few brothers, married brothers. We don't live together. Some live in Brooklyn. Some live in Lakewood. Other places. We don't get together just on Yontif. That's the time when. We we getting together by our parents, and we try to have a happy yontif. And the same problem comes up that my father, a big Talmud Chacham, Yerushalayim, a Elchid, a Choshid, he wants to have Sudas, um saying Toyde, and saying Toyde and Zmiris full time. And the brothers, they don't get together all year. That's the time they want to schmooze together. And we consider the student, the father wants to sing his mirrors, let's say, for three hours straight. It's not a, that's not a good thrill. And we, it's sometimes very hard for us. We try to sing along for three hours, but sometimes we can't. And our, my parents have tired from that. We try to make them happy, but we feel the same chazion to us is Fabrenk, um, together with the, with, the, with the brothers. My, my father feels... Um, the way for Simchas Yontif, Choshev and Mishpucha, should be more in a higher level, a Hecheradarge. That's basically the Shadli, if you want to explain it better, or if you need more examples, I can try to give you. Let's then just repeat the question, and, and let's try to take out the, you know, let's keep it in. I, I just want to show this is an international question. Okay, so let's go ahead and take your question, and just make sure I got it clear. You have a father that he has a certain style suda that he would like to run. The kids, which are now adults, would appreciate what the father or how he does it. They just do things a little bit differently. So you might like 80%. You like the dratars. You like the singing, just not as long. And now what your question is, is that when you all get together by your parents' house, you're not able to do it your way. That's and part it's number difficult. Two. That's part number two. Very clear. Part number two. Part number Good. one is not just a yontif, just not just it's uh, it's for the whole year around. We get the feeling from our parents that since he lives the whole day, he's busy helping Bochum Steigen in Yeshiva Kitane. We feel that the way he treats us is like in a dag of Yeshiva Kitane Bochum. Now, let's try something. Now, I just had a simple question throughout the whole time. Have you ever t- 
told your father, I feel that when we speak, I feel like you're talking to me like Yeshiva Ketanabach, and you can give an example. Like when I speak to someone, I ask, so what are your thoughts, or this or that, or, or just it's a question. When I speak to you, it's like, I hope you're on time. I hope you're learning at least three hours a day. I hope you're this. And have you had that discussion with your father? That there are times I want to be like a father and a son. Have you ever had that conversation with him? Not clear conversation, but between the lines came, comes in. But since we didn't explain it um, open, not we, I, not we, I, I, you, yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about your brothers. You're asking the questions about you, right? I tried sometimes, but not clear the um, conversation. Okay, now watch. Let's try a clear conversation. You're going to be the father, and I am going to be you. And we're going to do it with the greatest of, of hachno, with the greatest level of kibbutz of aim. Tato, tati, abba, whatever language it is. I am so happy and so proud of all the chinuch you've given me. I see how I use it. And it's so good and so nice. But, you know, I also want to have a feeling that when I speak to you, I have like a father, shmis. I want to just easy talk, and when I speak to you, I feel like I'm talking to a magicier. How can we do it that I can just be open, have an easy shmis? And if you'd like, I could even give you an example. Sure. When I speak to you on the phone, Erev Shabbos, the conversation is, how much did I learn this week? How long did I sing Zmiris with my kids? And I appreciate that. That's the role of a father, and that's very good. But I would also like you to ask me, how am I feeling? Did I have any difficulties? Is there anything I would like to talk about? Is there anything on my mind? I would like that too. Do you think that, am I, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Or, am, or it's completely in my mind? Yes, I understand. Good. Now I want you to finish off with your father the same way. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you feel that sometimes you talk to me like a Magachir and that I'm looking also for that father? Imagine let's you ask that of him. What do you know? I don't see that. Oh, excellent. So let me tell you, Tata, then what I would like. I wonder if you can ask me when we speak on the phone, how was my day today? And I wish if you can also share with me some difficulties that you had on your day, like a regular father. It's very so hard it's not just you asking me. It's a relationship, me and you. I hear so you need to be clearer, and you want to be able to have the ideas in your mind, and the way to get what you like of your father is look at what you do with your children and see what things you go, oh, I'm missing this from my father. Write it down. So when you speak to him, you'll have three or four examples. This way, he'll also know what to do, because sometimes people tell him, I want you to act like a father, or but what, tell me how. Tell me what a father means to you. So this one, a father means that you'll actually ask me about learning. To this one, a father means you'll ask me how my emotions are doing. To this one, you'll ask me how I'm doing financially. To another person, the father is that you're just respectable and we don't even talk. So if we want something, we got to learn to talk and to express it. And we do that a lot with teenage kids when sometimes they feel the parents don't understand them. And boy, do the parents understand them. But we need the kid to have the conversation with the teenager to have the conversation with them. 
So now let's try it. Now you do the conversation with me. So I'll be your father and try having that conversation with me. And this is called role play. Go I'll ahead. It must be very hard to me because my first language is Yiddish. So I happen to understand a clear and easy Yiddish, but a lot of our listeners don't. So let's try it in English, as as easy as you, as as best as you can in English. Hello, Tati. Yeah. Um, Hello. I get near Shabbos. How are you? Baruch Hashem, wonderful. Baruch Hashem, how was your week? Baruch Hashem, let me hear. What's the situation there, Baruch? Baruch Hashem, we got Excellent. Um, Tati, I want to tell you something. Um, a lot of times I feel that that um, I don't know how to say it. Good. Let's try it again. First of all, just from what we did, I realized some little points that we're going to make up. So, number one, when you call him on Friday, you can call him on Tati. I want to speak to you about an emotional thing. So, if you got a pen and paper, you can write this down. Step one okay. is before we ever talk about a conversation. We've got to give the person a heads up that we're going to do it, and we never do it that time. So it goes as follows. He'll say, Tati, can I speak to you during the week? He says, mm -hmm. about what? About an emotional feeling that I have that I wanted to discuss with you. Okay. So you said that. And then when do you have time? So he'll say Monday night, Sunday night, Matzah Shabbos. Maybe he'll say now. So if it's now, good. Then we'll discuss it now. If it's now, then what we go is, we go, let's say, I want to discuss with you a topic that I feel, we talk about I, and very, very important to use the words I. Mm -hmm. So you first always mention three or four positives. So I appreciate that you're Udum Khushiv. I appreciate that you learn. I appreciate that you'll do anything for me or you care about me. Then we go into... What I, w what I feel I'm missing is that I could just be easy. Okay, and then you go into the lengths. So what and do you feel is missing? When you say he talks down to you, could you can you give an example where you feel he speaks to you like a, like a maggot chair? The first example is that every time I'm, I meet him, the, 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 the only question is basically, what do you learn? And basically, that's it. Excellent. So now you can tell him, so Tati, when you speak to me, ask me about what I learned. What I would also like is if you can ask me, how's my Shulam bias doing? What's going on with the kids? You can make a list of four questions. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, it's easy for him. You could also tell him what I would also like is if you can share with me about your week, something that went easy and something that went hard, this way I could learn from you how you overcame it. So if there was something difficult with a bucha, if a father ever complained, if there was a problem with your manal that was tough, can you share with me also a story about your day or about your week? So now you've got set up four questions to show him what you need, and a parent because we're also talking to a lot of teenagers that are listening, a parent will do anything for the children if it's healthy. Sometimes they don't know what we want, and they're not mind readers, and they're being the parent to you the way they wanted. So chances are your father either wanted or had a father that spoke to him in learning, and he was thrilled. And mm -hmm. this is the type of father he's being Vata. If you need something a drop different, all you need to do is ask, and if it's done in a covered way, the parents will do it with the greatest of pleasures.
But sometimes I feel that he doesn't understand in a different message. That's the next thing. First, start having little conversations. You build it up. Then you can have That's the next conversation. Tafasim, Rubaloid, Tafasim. We're not trying to get everything at once. Then after three or four weeks of him sharing about his week, you're sharing about your week. He's asking about your Shalomites. He's asking about your kids. You can tell him you can ask me about my work or what I had difficult in learning or, not a, or anything along those lines with a friend. Once you got that going three or four weeks where you're having a 10 to 20-minute conversation about emotions, then the second conversation you could have with him is, Tati, I want to feel that you understand what's going on in my world, and now you'll show him how. So there are ways how to do that. And there's part of the parenting workshop, actually, that we're going to be doing is how to show someone that you're interested and that they feel you're interested in them. Yeah. That's for part one. Yes. And, and so- that, is, that is really the answer to part two. It means somehow there's a complete disconnect of no connection, of no talking. So your father's running the show the way, he's, the way he thinks everyone is happy. And what we need is just to get it clear. And just say, once there's say, emotional connection, then you could bring up, you know, when I come to you during the Shabbos, I'd want to hear a little about what goes on in your day, if we can talk about that. Or maybe not at the Shabbos, then maybe after the Shabbos, like sometimes Rabbonim have a butter or have a tish. Can we have the family sit together at the couch and we talk, everyone talks about what's going on in their couple of months since we were together? And if you'll tell me I'm sorry, I'm very busy, and have time So for let's that, understand, to... step one, if you accomplish step one, then when you're going to deal with step two, once there's an emotional relationship, then during that emotional relationship, you can even bring up with them, you know, I have a difficulty. We get together on Yantiv, and we say, and we sing Zmeers, and it's very derhoiben, but there's also the emotional connection that I'm missing. Well, how can we get some middle ground? Or you could tell them, you know, I, for me in my house, I run the whole Shabbos, it's an hour and a half. When we come to you, it's four or five hours, and I'm already above 30 years old. It's harder for me to do that now. Or I have my kids running around where they want me, and I don't feel I could run off the table, and they can't hold it. It gets hard on me. And maybe some of my brothers also feel this way. If it's done on a private time, and you've already built up an emotional connection, then things get much easier. I hear just for the Makkeba Papish, is it legal to tell him that I spoke to Ramotre? Well, you're sure you can. You could even have him listen to this program. As long I, as you don't say Ramotre took your side, as long as you explain that Ramotre said that it's a conversation and you want to start developing the emotional connection with him, that's beautiful. I hear. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I'd like to hear what Reb Nissen has to say. Reb Nissen, what do you say to this question? In the, you already said everything, but I would say that I, I would I would say take this the father's side, and I know that um, many times as a father we we you know the kids coming to the house, and uh, basically it's a big uh, you know event, but we have our own basically uh, routine. Or said, uh, you know, kiddush, kiddush time. And I, I, for example, in my house, I have a very long kiddush. And I know that my kids are, you know, impatient of this. That's So I let them do whatever, you know, what they need. And after when it's come to the tachlis, to the kiddush, I just, uh, they come and uh, join us together in the table. And 
this is you have to understand that, uh, and I know that uh, many times we want to be mechabet Shabbat. We want to be mekadesh Shabbat and not talk about nonsense on Shabbat and all. But uh, it's have to understand that uh, many times, and I know that I learned it from my wife, Shatia uh, Bria, that many times this is the only time that basically my kids take can talk to me and my grandchildren and you know coming to the Shulchan Shabbat and. It's very important to talk, even, you know, just, it's part of the Shabbat. I see it as a part of Shabbat, not go to the business-wise and not go, but it could, I would say talking about uh, family issues, uh, about feeling, about how it was the week. I know that it's a little bit off the Shabbat topic, but it's part of Shabbat and about of the family because when I see my kids in Shabbat, most of the week I don't see them, you know. So I can ask them how it was, how it, uh, uh, you know, part of this also, yes, uh, what you're learning. But this is the, 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 I would say, the small part of try to get them into the, the, the I, I want to say, the, the relation, trust relationship between the, me and them and my wife. This is very important, you know, uh, to, to, to talk about it with your father and say, you know, I don't know if your father is a, is a, is a teacher, is a, is a rabbi in the school or something like this. Hello? Yes. Yeah. Your father is a rabbi in a... In a, in a, in a rabbi for Bochum. Rabbi for Bochum. So you can ask him, and I'm sure that with the Bochum is, is different behavior. I'm sure so, that if any Bacho has this kind of emotion problem, it will take it seriously and talk with him. So you can talk with him about it. How, what, how you deal with a, with, uh, with a Bacho that is a little bit impatient? How are you doing it? Are you, are you, 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 you force him to do this or just coming to the approach? I'm sure that is a good mechanic. That's a very good point. that they say. You just want to go back that he called the Kiddush time. You're right. When the father... Has, he's taking his time before Kiddush, for example. But the father has tar when all the children don't do exactly how he does. That was the point of the question. Yeah, the, the truth is, I know this. I, 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 I myself, but I tell you what I am doing. I am doing. I pray for my kids. I pray that, and I believe, and not I'm, I know so, that one day they will do exactly what I am doing, because somehow. I, uh, we have a cop we are copy paste of our parents and if this is really amistic behave it's really amistic behave you will die one day will do it exactly the same okay but thank you very much amen amen Mordechai, you know what? Yeah. And, and this, you know, because I, I, you know, I don't know if you if you know this i just want to jump something about i know that we have some listeners online but uh, I, w I would I would love to to jump. You know that uh, we get we got a, a letter. Uh, I got a letter in the, in the FJJ. You know the the Falafel Journal, and this is something yeah. some kind of parenting. And a lady just wrote later to the editor of FJJ about that she. I, I would make it short. She opened. She listened to a, a, a teenage daughter conversation. She opened a diary. She doesn't have. Uh, she she opened all the texts of. Uh, it's she said she wrote in the she, in my house. I don't have any any privacy to my teenage children. What do you think about it? Well, let me understand. Why does it say that they what they no privacy at all for the teenage children? 
I think that's extremely unhealthy. Okay. And How no. are we going to teach them to... Again, we know sometimes a parent might have an asylum, you don't do it. it. Sometimes you do a cheat, but it's, it's not. Because what happens is there's no... Again, it's got to be balanced. means, of course, if you worry the kid is doing something really, really wrong, and there are always exceptions to the rules. And even then, if you do it, you're still breaking it, and your goal is for you to learn to get that connection with them. But in general, the kids' privacy things are meant to be private because this teaches us that we have our private spaces. These are ours, and it's extremely important. And kids, and not really much kids, but more teenagers that are not taught that they have a right for privacy, then they are more likely to get bullied They're, because they don't have a right to defend themselves. They don't have a right to say, this is mine. They don't, have, they don't know when it comes to marriage at times to say, no, we have to do this or we're not going to do this. They'll have a difficult time. That's a large part when you do the parenting workshops. It's about reminding the parents that it's, we're meant to be the leaders, not the kid. And if a kid cries, they're allowed to cry. Of course, we're talking about in healthy levels. But the only way we can learn to be a leader and to say yes and to say no is if we are taught that you are an individual and during the age and the time when a teenager, when a person learns that is when they go from childhood into adulthood, that middle stage, that learning ground is during the teenage years. And if we tell a teenager, you don't have any zikh, you don't have any part that's you, that's an individual, how do we expect them to learn how to do that later on as a leader? I would, I would say that in my point of view on this issue, it's really to build the trust between me the parents and the kids, because this is the number one rules. You know, I would never dare to touch my kids' diary. I would never open the, 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 the mail over there. Even they get the mail from official, it doesn't matter. I would never open it. Just give them the territory and build the trust that they will do. Because we know when kids working without trust, they will do sneaky stuff behind our back and go to the extreme, the other extreme. This is my opinion on this. And exactly, exactly. They, and not only that, they will discover somehow when you keep secrets like that, they discover that you're, that you're going through their stuff, and then they become more private, and they get more secretive, as you said, and then they do things behind your back. They'll do it. The best is when you develop the relationship, and they're allowed to have their privacy, but they know there's boundaries where there aren't privacy. So if there's a danger, just like in therapy, that if someone's going to do harm to themselves or to others, there is no confidentiality at that level. The same point is where kids know that there's privacy you'll never do. But if you're worried about something, there's always an exception to the rule. But there is that one exception, not the 100 exceptions. Okay. So I'm glad that you, we're yes. on the same page. And I think it's very, very, very yes. important to keep the kids, especially teenagers, to give them privacy space and build the trust. Yes. Okay, we'll go to Mr. P. Mr. P, you're out with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Yeah, hi. Um, first of all, I want to express my gratitude and uh, oh yeah, thank you. You're really doing a wonderful job. Thank you. And I know there's, there's a... What? Thank you. There's a lot of people who listen to the lines and, you know, are undated. I actually have a friend who come with books, but... Excuse me? Yes, no, I'm just listening. I'm saying just okay. humbled and appreciative of the thank you. <laughs> no, but uh, the, 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 the issue with them is that all of them 
they don't have the strength to call up and say thanks. But I'm, I do get their name. A lot of a lot of book room. I know when I'm listening to the lines. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And and I respect those that don't call, and not necessarily because they don't have the confidence. Sometimes they don't want their voice recognized or something along those lines. Okay, my beast. Um, what I wanted to ask yeah. is, a lot of times I feel during conversations or dialogue, uh, arguments, that I don't actually act the way I would act when I would write a reply on an email or so. I'm just, I, I, when I, the, the way I answer is very, very much um, um, correlated the way they ask it. They ask it a certain, like, uh, yeah, um, parent type of asking things or like a demander or something like that, I have a, a totally different reply when we reply when, when it would be more on the humble stage or more like leveled. And uh, after like I think I meet like such, unex- you know, I think why did I say that? It's so not objective, it's so not right, it's so not, so not to the point. And, uh, you know, I, I all like, I'm, I'm shocked by it. So let's try to go ahead and take how- your question. So your question is, that when you're around cert, when you're around people, you act or you ask, you you speak a certain way. But when you would let's say text a message or do something differently, then it is different. Then you would respond more with what you're thinking. That's correct. And I know so this your is a, question is, is understand why. Um, no, 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 I know I understand why. Why? Everyone but let's take it deeper. Why? Because uh, everyone is affected by the way he um, by his environment, especially Excellent. when he has uh, when he and has that's a, a healthy point. What? That's healthy. To a certain extent. That's right. Excellent words. To a certain extent. So I know, I know that I'm not, I'm not really off. It's not that I'm just. So what's start, your question? Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. This is short. I just want to know. I want to get some tips and some. Ways how to avoid that and how to make responses more objective and more clear. And how so to in order for that own... to happen, instead of me giving ideas, how about we shift it back to you the way I do it usually in therapy. Tell me what's going What part of you do you need to work on that you shouldn't get caught up into the other one? Um, there's a lot, a lot of steps. I've read a lot of books on this, this kind of stuff. A lot of things you got to do how to, you know, to remain, to remain. Uh, That's right. I don't want to do that. Notice what you're doing. You told me information that you got. The way we work in therapy, we first take it to you. What do you think is your weakness where you feel that it's, that you lose your inner strength? Before we get into how to keep it, how, what can keep you, you? Uh, that's exactly what I call for. Good. So, this, so the answer is we shift it right back to you. What do you think you can do? Start identifying. Guess why? What happens that when you talk to someone, you're more into their energy than yours? Okay, it's a, it's a little overdone. It's not I'm more into their energy than than than. No, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop correcting my words. I'm now going to treat you a bit like a client. Don't nitpick my words. I'm shifting the question to you. Doesn't matter my words. Shifting it to you. When you speak to someone, you lose your inner strength. Guess why? Let's not focus on me. The focus is you now. I think there's two uh, two answers to that. 
Excellent. Now Isabel? we're going there. Answer number one is because uh, if he is, if he's answering, if he asks me or he uh, he answers me or talks to me like like um, like the boss or like the demander, like the parent, I can either answer him like like a demander, like uh, also like 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 a controller, and tell him you're not right and this and that, and I think this, and, you know, be firm and you know this kind of stuff. Either I can talk as a child, and oh yeah, I thought I this and that, because if I'm going to answer him logically, he's going to feel very offended, and uh, I, I, it's very hard for me to see that someone is very offended, and he's going to start to bring me back or just uh, cursing me. So, kind of stuff. so let's answer number one is fear. You're afraid that if you are going to respond to a strong person, not what they want to hear, you're afraid. Um. Is that yes. what you're saying? A little bit. It's not only afraid. It's it's um it's um, it's more like I feel like I'm going to cut off the conversation and you know we wouldn't get about we wouldn't, we wouldn't get through because I'm not talking his language and he's going to start just you know just get us cut cut us at that point. Good, Rebnissa. Reb- Reb- what do you want to say about this? Mordechai, so I I wasn't in the uh, I don't uh-huh. I didn't ask the question. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. All right, my friend. So I think you might need a little bit more one-on-one discussing it, going deeper in. But you're very, very brave for calling up. Um, what do you mean? Uh, let's just go. The number to call up for those that like to ask the question is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And we look forward to taking your questions and your comments. So, again, the number is 718-683-5858. What I meant was that you're generally someone asks a question, we're able to share an answer, or they have. we're spending a lot of time here just trying to understand what's going on and usually for radio we just want quick in out stuff so you won't ask a quick question let's get a quick answer let's a quick awareness got it let's okay, see if you can it. re-ask the question <laughs> or a different question and just go straight to the answer when you want to start discovering why and what's going on that's already therapy that could sometimes take five sessions of 45 minutes to get there i hear it yeah, but some clear points how to avoid these kind of problems. We don't know what the issue is. You want me to give you tips? I could give you tips. Very simple. When you speak to a person, don't start thinking about what they need to think about. So many times when people want to say something, they're worried, how will that person take it? So number one, don't worry about how the other, that person's going to take it. Number two, when you want to say something, no, you have a right to say it if it's coveted and respectful as to the person as a human. And you have no right to make a cheshbon what they are going to think about it. Number three, when they respond to start noticing, how is their tone? Is their tone speaking down? Is it a derogatory? Is it as we had the first caller that when he speaks to his father, he feels where his father is like educating him? Then you can now be aware and tell the person, I sort of feel when we're talking like your tone is an education. Let's just talk regular, or you don't speak to people like that, or you create a distance if you're not strong enough, or you don't want to do that. The fifth point is to recognize that many times when people text, 
they have time to start typing and then to delete it and then say it, then type again a more clear answer they want, which is something that you might want to do to think before you respond, which will make you feel stronger and more and more confident. So these are about four points that I would ask you. Okay, thanks. Have a wonderful day. Sure. Well. Okay. Uh, we yeah. go to Mr. M. Yes. Excellent, Mr. M. Hi, you're on the with Mordechai and Harav Nissim. And again, for people to know, the number to call up is seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. Yes, Mr. M. Hi. Uh, my name is. Uh, Manasseh Brander, I want to ask you a question. Hold on. Once you say a name, let's try not doing it, Nissen. Can we? We don't want names out there. You're right, hundred percent. You know that's why we're leaving this. Okay. So, um, uh, Mr. M, please call us next time. Uh, but we don't. Right, because then people. We don't. Yeah, it just gets complicated. Okay. You want to go He's to the text? Uh, yeah, let's go see. It looks like a long message over yes. here. Hi, first I want to thank you so much for your program and for your book Alive. I just cannot put it down. Ulsi article in the Moment, which was again a Yiddish um, magazine that they they had several things, but I was sort of highlighted there, and it was very it was amazing. It was such a treat for me. Thank you. Now I know you really do not take text questions, but I like to continuously give you a number for all my friends. I just can't ask in public. I'll greatly appreciate if you can answer my question. The shortest way possible is also okay. So first to be aware that Rav Nissen is the one that has made the decision to take it. So generally we wouldn't take the question. So just before you go to your question, the number to call up and ask your question is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. And we want to take your question. Also, I'd like to clarify why we don't like taking text questions, are because we don't have any information in the background. We don't know what's going on. These are these are guesses upon guesses upon words. That many times when I read people's questions and I do daily questions and answers on my line, people tell me, "No, you didn't understand my question," or "I meant to say this," or "I meant to say that." So they usually say, "Thank you for taking it," but it didn't answer my question. That's why we prefer when people call in, and then we can develop the question together and get the awareness. So let's go over here again. So let's take this text question for now. So I'm the youngest in a large family. I wanted to go for therapy for some difficulties that I have in my family. That affects me personally, but my mother does not want to hear about it. What can I do to explain to her that normal people want to help themselves, and I personally now that I will help me a lot, thanks loads. Okay, so let's go ahead and understand this. This question happens to be, will be coming out probably in the ATED, where they have the section of the couch, it's called, where they have several therapists, not one of the columnists that write there, is similar to that, where a bacher, a teenager, wants to go for therapy, but the father, he writes in his case earlier, the father doesn't hold a therapist. What should he do? And I've given a response there which is quite different than people would expect, and that is just because you have a difficulty or things are bothering you, you don't need to run to a therapist. And I wrote over there, it's contrary to people's belief, but there's a place for a therapist. A therapist is really 
or I should say mostly geared, and we're trained for disorders and difficulties. There's a place where teenagers, you have a stress or difficulty. That's where a Rebbe comes in. That's where mentors come in. We don't have them that many, but yes, we do, if you think about it. In every yeshiva, there are certain Rebbeim that we like or that we're close to, that or teachers. That's where we got to start opening up to. Therapists are higher up in the chain. And that's something very, very important for us to recognize. So your mother might not want to send you to a therapist. Very good. What else can you do? Who can you open up? Is there an uh, older sister or an older brother? Is there an aunt or an uncle that you can open up? Is there grandparents that you can open up to? And this would be the general mahalach. So what do you say to this? Do you agree? Do you agree with me that not everything has to run to a therapist, and we're over, we're, we're sending everything to therapists when we got to start thinking on our own and you know, connect to Rabbanim, connect to smart people. Not always do we need to run to therapists. You know, this has become almost fashion. I know everybody talking about therapists, therapists, therapists. But the true that if you examine yourself, and especially teenagers, as a lot of brain and uh, you know just a lot of senses. You know, I'm not talking about the really disorder, as you said, but most of our teenagers are, are, are as the senses and the, the uh, ability to, to, to understand what is good and what is bad. And with, with, with as you said, the, the sibling, friends, rabbis, morot, and you can get the picture. Sometimes even a good book, you know, a Ashkafa book and stuff like this can straight you up but uh, and I I would say I would say the very important also to create a relationship with the parents trust and this is a to call to all of us a parents and a children when you doing this two way street you're gaining a lot you build the trust you build that your kids can approach you and talk with you and the kids can come and talk about everything in life. From A to Z, you know, this is a very important issue here. That's right. It's and it is true. I also realize that there's always an issue or two that sometimes kids feel I can't tell to my parents. But then do you have an older brother, an older sister? Do you have an older aunt and uncle that you can speak to, a grandparent? Yes. And as someone even sent a message, many schools sometimes have school social workers or people that you could speak to. A lot of them are having it. But even those that don't, the boys' schools, the girls' schools, there are always people there. There are always a teacher, a rebbe, a machanoch, a machaneches who you feel you can open up to. But there's a place for therapists that after you've done the normal channel and it's not working, then you need that. I can just say that just today, I'm not going to give share information about anything, but a client came in and they sort of after thing, I said, I want you to know all your issues are normal. You do not have a diagnosis. There is nothing wrong with you. Yes, you're in a difficult situation. Yes, you might be, have stress or whatever they're showing, whatever symptoms they're having, but it's not diagnosable. There's nothing wrong with you. And anyone in your situation would be that way. And what we'll do is we can teach you the skills how to manage in a more difficult situation, but not to believe that there's anything wrong with you. And I want also to talk about the as a parent's uh, side, you know, that many times you see the kids as, as struggling and stuff like this, and they cannot connect with you, unfortunately. It's happened. Many times it's happened. We, you know, um, you know we have the rebellion in, uh, on us and the ego of the, the uh, teenagers and the parents' ego and control uh, games. 
So I, w- I would say that many times just take a friend or a good rabbi or, or as, as somebody, uh, even a, a relative that, you know, and try to get to the soul of the teen or the, the boy or the girl from the different location, different perspective. And this is helping a lot. Uh, yes. Mordechai, I'm almost therapist. <laughs> I know. That's it. I'll tell you, I really, really believe that there's a place for everything. And it, it bothers me when sometimes people tell me, oh, Mordechai doesn't believe in Askadim, or Mordechai doesn't believe in mentors or in life coaches. And it's so not true. I don't know how to say it louder and more clearer on the radio than we're saying it all the time. There's a place for Rebbeim and Mechanchem to be the first step working with the, teenage, with the children or teenagers. There's a, a special place, not special, means uh, every parent should have the basics on how dealing with their children. So when we had, for example, the workshop, the Stress to Inner Peace, that we do that once a year, I beg parents, take it, learn the basics, the olive base. We teach some of the CBT methods. We teach the understanding of how the brain works with the Niles, when there's stress, different choices, perfectionism. Just like there's a basic first aid kit, how you put on a Band-Aid, peroxide, make sure the surroundings are safe, cool, get help. The same as is an emotional awareness. Parents, we got to be those that our children go to. And it makes sense it is that one issue or two issues, they're uncomfortable, but they feel safe to speak to someone. When we teach them to feel safe, to reach out for help, we teach them for life. So there's a place, not there is a place, parents are the place. Then there is for the Machanchem or Machanechas. Then there's the place for the Afghan. Then there's the place for the life coach. And when we need those or those aren't working, then there's a place for a therapist. And then therapists, when we have a difficulty, then there's a place even for medication. And when, unfortunately, there's, when that's not working, then there's a place for a hospital. There's a place for each of those places in, in the mental health field. And we need to realize that and not get stuck at one of those levels. It's a complete system. It's like yeah, you go, the you number know, again to call up for those that would like is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. It's like every profession you have many many steps. You 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 want to paint the house. You don't buy. You don't call to a general contractor. You know, just to go to a regular painter. And the, you know, in the door, and the doorknobs is broken. You don't go to to uh, a special person. You just go to any man. This is something that you know you have to to realize that people just today become like a, a fashion, almost fashion therapist, therapist. And unfortunately, also we found it that a lot of mechanchim, uh, instead to deal with the issue itself in the classroom, just throw it out to the therapist. That's right, and that's also, and really, Merit Hashem, I'm saying many in the, I don't want to use modern, but in the schools that get certain, uh, let's say, government grants, they're starting to have therapists in the school on staff. So this teacher can speak to the therapist first what to do before they send the student, so then they start sending the student. There's a separate issue where then sometimes the kids feel it's a stigma. But as we had on the interview, and as we also hear it on jradio.com with with Levy Greenspan, where here he is a person that was visually impaired. We aired it today. He was blind, lost his eyesight at 26, finished law school, finished his third-year law school where amazing lawyers from Queens got together and they helped him because that's where he lives in Queens. 
And then nine years later, he lost his job as a lawyer. He went to social work school. And the point is that he's now a social worker in a yeshiva. And we even had the Rebbe call up and just share how amazing it is and how the boys open up to him. So yeshivas are starting to have social workers there, that it makes it easier that if a kid wants to speak, they can go to the social worker, and it's going to be more mainstream as the government is giving money. And I like always mentioning what an appreciation we need to have here in the United States to the U.S. government. There's funding. Everyone has to get paid. It's not free. And we need to appreciate that the government and insurances are allocating money, realizing that if you help our kids in school ahead of time, it saves us years of problems later on. So that's something that's very important to mention and to recognize. And uh, we, we mentioned so many times that, you know, it's, uh, you go to learn to be therapist, you learn to go to doctor, you go to the engineer, but you don't go to be a parent and, 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 uh, and uh, uh, you know, a husband, a wife, you don't learn it. And this is the awareness about J-Root Radio and all the outline and everything, basically to be a better person. Learn. It's it's like go to the gym, practice, practice and practice and just repeat and see and listen and re-listen to the stuff. This is all about Musa also. All the emunah is working like this. This is yeah. the, there's a beauty about uh, being a Jewish person, you know, and never give up. Never, never, ever give up. Yes, so I would ask people to call in. We have now the availability. We're getting lots of texts, and that's part of the reason why we don't like reading texts, because then people continue sending them. We would like to get live callers. We could get them. We know the people are listening. The number is 718 683 5858. 718 683 5858. I guess I just want to mention one more time for those that are tuning in and listening now that we start off the program, Eretz Hashem, I'm going to be doing in, a, in about two weeks, sort of more uh, like in a week and a half, the annual parenting workshop. And Baruch Hashem, we've had huge positive feedbacks of families changing and shifting on a very big level that the entire mind, the mindset has changed. The parents are, again, I love this concept, the parents are feeling confident, being confident the children are feeling safe. There is a parent that they can be open up to, listen to. There's a way to say a no, and it gets listened to easy. There's a way of showing love, and the kids are feeling it. We discuss how to build your children's confidence, how they can feel solid, how they're allowed to agree and disagree. We don't just have that kids become puppets. We teach them the respectful way how to disagree, but it's in a respectful way. We teach them how they're still going to be listening. And for those curious that would like to sign up, the number is 201-691-7626, 201-691-7626. And it's going to be six evenings. And we're going to also be having, especially because we have a lot of people from Europe, that we're going to have a second day of questions and answers. And some people have shared that they couldn't ask their questions because they didn't have text. We're also going to have the availability to ask to send in through a, through a fax. So you'll be able to either send a fax or text your question, and we'll have twice questions and answers, not just a one-time answer. But either way, for information, call up then, and we would like to get uh, questions. And we got Mrs. Here we go. O. Mrs. O, you're on with Mordechai and her Nissen. Yes, hi, good evening. First of all, I would like to thank Rav Nissen and you for everything that you do. Our pleasure. And our real Kiddush Hashem. Then I would like to ask a question like this. It may be a little um, general. 
how would you describe, how would you look at what is a healthy trust? What do you say? You know, you always, I'm saying, you know, you always talk about trust and trust. What is a healthy trust? What does a healthy trust look like? In people, general, a healthy trust. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's try it. Healthy trust is you are able to listen to someone, respect their wishes, respect, hear what they're saying, but at the same time there's a part of you that if you'd like to say no or if they're not able to help you or it's not going to get that way, you can help yourself, and there are other ways you can get done. Healthy trust is that you know that you can rely on them, that you will be safe. Your needs will be taken care of. You are the important focus. Does that make sense? I hear what you're saying, but like, let's say, um, let's say a young ah, child. Now, I notice mean, what happens. Let's notice. I would like you to realize what happens. Since you asked the general question, I gave a general answer. Now, what happened was you had a detailed question that you didn't share. So now my general answer won't fit into your detailed question that you thought that you didn't express. Now you need to clarify your detail or still be vague, and you're going to ask a question. So let's try things differently. Now that we got the experience, why ask me a very detailed question about trust. What's your concern, or who is afraid of trusting? I hear what you're saying. You realize that you asked general, but you didn't ask general. You meant detail. Right. Um, I hear what you're saying. I just, you know, I always hear you talking about trust, and you want to sometimes like, okay, I guess it is a very general question. Like how you teach a child. Like, you know, you go out in the world and you meet all kinds of people. You know, you can't put your trust into everybody. You're like drawing lines and boundaries. I guess it is a very a very general question. No, it's not. You're actually asking a very detailed question. That's an excellent question. That's right. Okay. But you see Thank how you've got to go more detailed. You're asking. So in the parenting, we've got different ages, different ages of when it's appropriate to ask. For an example, is it appropriate for a person, for, for someone to make themselves lunch? The answer is, of course, but what happens if the kid's two years old? It's not. You want to know about trust. Trusting at every stage will be a different trust. What about, will you, is it healthy to trust that your mother will make your laundry? If you're 35 and if you're married to a wonderful wife that's doing that, that's not a healthy trust. That's a controlling trust. If you're the woman and you're still expecting your mother to make your laundry, that, and you're married and you're 35, that's also not healthy. Trust oh, interesting comes in about... you that into the category of trust. Okay. So in the parenting workshop, we discuss, and we discuss it actually in almost every one of my workshops, the main mm -hmm. concepts, but there we go into detail. I can share with you the short little version of it, and that is called the attachment theory. It's one of the olive-based theories that they discuss in almost every college, I shouldn't say course, but every anyone that goes to a master's program, even a bachelor's program in psychology, they discuss the, the attachment theory. And the short version is that as a child is young and they hang around their mother 
or father, they feel safe. You see them playing with toys. When they're alone and they don't have that safety of the parent, they don't touch, they're staying separate, they're staying far, they're not able to interact. Because when you're around a parent, you feel trust. This trust needs to grow as we get older. So as we get older, we're able to go out, express ourselves in the world, but then come back and feel safe. So the word trust is huge. Therefore, at different stages, there's the right level trust that is needed. That's a main important focus that we have in the parenting workshop. So first we teach the behavior, how to get things done, how to get the kids to listen, how to have things done without screaming and having a behavioral system. We discuss even the chart system and levels along those. But then the second part, or intertwined in the parenting workshop, we start teaching the assoidus. What is information you need to understand that children need to develop into healthy adults? And there's where we discuss the word trust. So I just want to shift the question back on to you. Explain to me what it means to be a frumid. Just in two words, general. That's the same question as you asked me to define trust. Give me an age, give me a situation, give me a complete picture, and then we can detail it. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to detail it a little bit. Let's say you're sending your children to camp. Let's say I have most of my children of maybe too trusting. And you want to know, like, how they should stay away from friends that are not unhealthy or, you know what I'm saying? Well, if you're talking about, we can talk about this general, about healthy and appropriate touch. It needs to be discussed openly. Mm-hmm. And people that are not comfortable, they are the from and the from doctors. The from doctors will have that discussion. All Rabbanim across the board, as far as I know, tell parents to have that conversation with your children. Say there are certain things that are appropriate, certain things that are not. This, if anything like that happens, even if they tell you don't tell, you tell. You tell us. You call me up right away. You tell a counselor. And the reason why I feel comfortable speaking about this is because kids above the age of eight should be had this conversation with. This is across the board where the Rabbanim are discussing it because we know, unfortunately, the detrimental stuff aren't healthy, are, are terrible, so it's got to be discussed. But, in a, but that's where you as a parent have a discussion with them. I mean, you can be more graphic than I am or a little bit more. Here I'm just being vague. You explain to them. I, I want to say that uh, one, uh, let me, uh, sorry that I'm jump over, but, but I sure. think t- trust is something that you build it. And it's if if it's uh if the kids starting to see that you are really uh sincere and you cannot build the trust if you your life let's say that you have a friends all over and you tell your kids don't hang with these friends or don't go with this it won't work and if you tell the kids don't uh, 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 don't lie and then you tell the kids oh i'm not home when somebody called to you this is you build all the structure of the family and everything about trust. Trust is something that you really you build it from uh, uh, from I would say from birth that the kids can follow you as as a, as an example and as as a figure model that you knows what you're talking about. If you're talking about let's say I'm proper touch, it meaning that you knows what you're talking about. It's like when the kids run to the street. And you pull him out, you pull him back from from the road, and maybe give him a patch in, in the behind. Just this build the trust because the kids see that you care, and you 
you you want is is benefits you know this i was slowly slowly gradually building it up i i said that it's a big word trust But that's right. So do you realize that's what we're explaining with Rav Nissen? You ask the question about trust, but you're not asking in general about trust. You have a very specific topic and thought in mind, and that's the danger why generally we do not take a general question, because I have no idea what's going on in your mind. Yes, yes, I hear you. A of the, 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 you know, the touching... Rav Nissen, according, according to what you're saying, you're saying... You're talking about trust of being MS. You're talking about the need of MS. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I'm talking about you build your trust on Emmet. You build the yeah. trust at the house, and then your kids will observe it, and they will trust you that when you're talking, that when you explain them, don't, do, don't go with this, don't let nobody touch you. And we're talking about a lot in the radio about it, about that people touching and, you know, unappropriate. This is against the Torah, against the Alakha, against everything. And this is, we, we, we continue to, I know that people don't like to hear it, but we will continue pounding on this issue, unfortunately, because it's, it's happened. It doesn't happen, it doesn't matter which, where, where it's happened. It could be in a Catholic school, it could be in a public school, it could be any place in the world. Unfortunately, we have some sick people about it. So we have to teach our children about it, and depends what age and how to do it. You don't, you don't want to create fear on them from people. You don't want to just you want them to be healthy people, kids. That this I would... Yeah, it's funny because I, wa- I wasn't heading in that direction altogether. Well, what? didn't you take us there? Didn't you say about appropriate touching camp? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. What was that? Didn't you, you steer the conversation to that place? So, um, yeah, I spoke about care. Yes. So yeah, you yes. steered it there. Uh, that's what we under- that's I understand also. I'm sorry. It's okay. okay it's I want to thank you. I want to thank anyway, you for but... your caller. I appreciate it. Yes. Have a good night. Thank you. Certainly. Okay. Mordechai. Yes. We're done, right? Yes. So, uh, first of all, I want to thank you very much. And uh, it was a be- beautiful inter- interview in the morning. Yes. And un- uh, unbelievable uh, chizuk. And especially it was in the Yom HaShoah. And that everybody needs this kind of uh, the Holocaust Memorial Day. Uh, we need this kind of chizuk. That's also what way we broadcast in the, today. And I know that we re-broadcast and we, we put it in our schedule. And uh, I want to thank you again. You're welcome. You're welcome. It was a great, great chizik to me to have him on and to hear him, to hear Levi, Levi Greenspan just speak, and to hear a person that's living the Amuna, living the Batacha, not when someone's going easy, but when, in, in sort of in my opinion, so much is going hard, and he's not even feeling it. He says, of course he gets down, but he's so powerful and strong. Wow. Yes. Okay. So, Excellent. Uh, Have a wonderful evening. And, and good, thank you. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Call.